Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the Film Alchemist podcast. I'm your host, Josh Griffey, here for a brief introduction before today's wonderful episode. Uh, guys, you know the deal. 31 days, 31 pods. But we got to plug some stuff, man. That's just the way, that's the way this game goes. First off, if you love what we're doing here, if you love the October Mega Marathon, that warms our hearts. It would be great if you're able to, to go to patreon.com slash filmalchemistpod and help support the show, right? Not only are you helping us grow the show, make the show better, get it, get it up and running uh, stronger than ever. But also, we do a lot of work over there to make sure that it's an awesome deal for you, too. So you have a huge Patreon-exclusive library of episodes. If you want even more episodes, right, if 31's not enough, go get you some more. Go get you some more. We got them. We have feature-length commentaries. You can pick a double feature. We have a Tales from the Crypt miniseries. We have all kinds of fun stuff over there. We're building a really fun, awesome community over there that we would love for you guys to be a part of if you're able and willing. So again, that's patreon.com slash filmalchemistpod. The YouTube you can subscribe to is Film Alchemist. You can email the show filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. Another thing you guys can do, man, we're on all the socials, right? Do all the social stuff. Make sure you share and re, re-X all of our shit, whatever the, the phrases are now. You can also make sure you leave five-star ratings and reviews wherever you find podcasts. That's a great way to help the show. Help us crush the algorithm, right? And become the biggest behemoth of a pod that the world has ever known. That would be cool. We'd settle for just bigger. That'd be great. Uh, another thing you can do, guys, if you're listening to this, you love movies, you probably love horror movies. You have friends that do the same. Send them a message. Send them an episode, right? However you communicate with your friends. Let them know that we're here and what we're doing, and we'll grow this thing one awesome friend at a time. That's the goal for the next year, man. A real hard grassroots push to take over the podcasting world. Um, speaking of taking over the world, No One Will Save You, a movie that really hit the fucking internet and uh, immediately became kind of breaking the internet, right? Very divisive from one page of the script to people's really strong reactions for and against The movie No One Will Save You. Really fucking fun when movies come out and it elicit a really strong reaction. So many movies we have today, they just kind of come out, they hit streaming, they disappear. (laughs) Gone. It's really nice when a movie, at least even if it's not always the most constructive or fair, at least makes us stop and have conversations. Spoiler alert, I thought this movie kicked all the asses. And what also kicked all the asses was having our returning friend, Gory Corey. We got to talk to Gory Corey last year. Uh, love the conversation with Gory Corey. Was so ecstatic, ecstatic when uh, they decided that they would come back and join the pod. Now, Corey does a lot of work, right? So they have uh, some writing on Fangoria, right? They work at Fangoria. Co-host of the Scream Teens pod. This was the really fun one. Last year when we talked to uh, Gory, right? They're in college, working film student, right? Like working their way through college. It's kind of a journey that a lot of us have been on years ago talked about in our house of the devil episode the idea of when they got to make a movie this and that this year they got to direct a segment in a movie man how fucking cool is that that meant the world to me that warmed my heart so make sure you look down in the show notes make sure you follow gory Corey and their work wherever you can you're gonna want to keep track of her uh or them they have wonderful future ahead of themselves right wonderful uh wonderful to see our friends doing great wonderful that they were kind enough to come back. I appreciate that very much. Uh, Wonderful conversation. Wish them all the best. Thank you so much for taking the time 
uh, to come out and help us with the, the October Mega Marathon. Picked a great movie, as always. Um, all of the love for the movie. All of the love for Gory Corey. Follow below. And remember, keep following us, because when, when the movie comes out, we'll all go. We'll all be there and support it however we can. So without any further ado, no one will save you with Gory Corey. All right, welcome back to the pod, everyone, our, our returning friend, Corey Corey. Uh, welcome back to the show. If you would be so kind, uh, could you introduce yourself, uh, tell the people where to find all your stuff, and uh, introduce the movie that you have picked for this year's October Mega Marathon. Yes, thank you so much. Um, thank you for having me. Uh, I'm Gory Corey. I run a blog, GoryCorey.com. You can find me on Instagram at underscore Gory Corey underscore and on Twitter at Gory Corey Horror. That's Gory Corey with no ease. No ease. No need to ease. <laughs> um, and I have an upcoming film called Welcome Week. So keep an eye out for that. I'll be That's posting right. about it on all my socials. And the movie I picked is called No One Will Save You by Brian Duffield. Yeah, just uh, lighting the internet ablaze. I have to say, for those of you who remember uh, Gory Corey from last year, this is super cool because last year we talked young film school. You're like, someday making movies, this and that, the goal. Now you have a movie coming out. How cool is that? It's crazy. I know. I'm really excited. I got I got really lucky and I was able to make a movie with like a lot of really good friends and it was awesome. Incredible. So proud of you. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, is, that is really cool. The time travel. See, I'm a dad now. So like I get this effect all the time of watching young I'm people sure. do stuff while I just sit and rot. No, I'm just kidding. No, you just uh, started a production company. <laughs> That's right. You're doing the same thing. You know what I did? I found really hardworking, successful friends and I fucking attached myself to them. That's the way to do it. ride them like yeah. uh, war ponies. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but No One Will Save You. So this movie, uh, new, dropped on Hulu streaming. Yeah. To say that this has uh, set the internet ablaze would be an understatement, right? Even a page of the screenplay. That's how you know it's a divisive movie. When people want to actually talk about the craft of screenwriting. Uh, this movie has has just set the internet ablaze. Um, so what about what, what was kind of your initial reaction to this movie? Why why pick this movie? Well, I first started seeing the I saw so many comments on it before it was even coming out. So many tweets about it, especially from Scott Wampler. And it just made me really curious. And mm. watching it like, I don't know, it was crazy. Um, I thought it was such a beautiful way of telling a story and such a I don't know, it was just, just genius in my opinion, personally. I really liked it, but um I could see why so many people didn't. And I especially like one of the things I'm in film school right now, and one of the things you talk about all the time is how do you tell a story without saying any words, like without dialogue? And this does it so perfectly. And it's one of the only movies that I've seen in a long time that's like genuinely scared me, like yeah. to my core. And it's PG thirteen. So yeah. I was very impressed by that. Oh, absolutely. Well, I think it's funny because this is the ultimate. It's like a film student thing, right? You always have that screenwriting professor that never really wrote a screenplay, but they have Literally. the book. And they're like, the number <laughs> one rule that cat. I keep reading is show me, <laughs> don't tell me. 
Uh, and they love to say that. And I was Literally. like, this is catnip for that. Professor. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I know. As I was watching, I was like, this is going to be the next like this. We're all going to have to watch this movie. Yeah. Every <laughs> intro to film freshman. Get ready. This A is going to be silence. on every syllabi yeah. for the rest of time. <laughs> uh, but it is it's. I, I just appreciate because I, I was trying to think, I was like, when's the last time we, we had a movie that was essentially this still in silent? I mean, this movie's not still. That is the exact wrong word. Yeah. Uh, but silent for sure. And I was like, I guess maybe the artist and maybe large yeah. chunks of uh, Hush, right? Like, that's yeah. a, those are kind of about the two I could think <laughs> of. Um, It is a bold move in today's era, right? Especially releasing a movie on streaming. Where I was so mad they released this on streaming. It oh. does feel like a theater that, like a movie primed for a theater experience. Yeah. Um, I'm a big let people have movies however they want kind of person. True, true. But with a movie like this, right there, there is no argument that when we watch movies at home on our couch, the the allure, right? We turn into little <laughs> golems with our phone. It's just yeah. impossible that something's not going to invade your experience right mm-hmm. and especially a movie this silent it's a big gamble yeah. that your movie will keep people's attention enough that because this one you can't you can't like watch it out of the corner of your eye while you're on your phone no it's a movie you cannot do you that can't to. Hear so it, it feels yeah. primed for the theatrical experience sadly yeah i think i really would have liked to see it in a theater i was watching it and I had to stop because I had class, but it was so good that I was like still watching it on my phone and in class. I like, I oh, yeah. stop. <laughs> um, which very few movies have had that effect on me um, where I've been like, I'm actually not even going to pay attention in class today. <laughs> but yeah. So I think... many movies did that for me. <laughs> real, real. And that was back in the day when we had to draw movies and flip them on little pieces of paper. <laughs> like an old timey sideshow. Yeah. Um, no, it's it because this. I mean, pretty much once the end of Act One hits, right, where she takes the the steeple of the little miniature house, mm-hmm. and the alien kind of telekinesis suspends her, and it locks into his head. From that moment on, I was just I was ready. fucking yeah. riveted, because I, I had to pause it because my friend had to go pick up his cat from his mom's <laughs> house, and he's like, "Wait, he's like, where is this? I need a Hulu password. I have to watch." Like we were just like foaming yeah. at the mouth. Yeah, we could literally. not wait to get to the rest of this movie. It's, um, and it's it's really an impressive feat, I think, that the movie pulls off. Because I'd like to hear your opinion. I know one of the things people are kind of mad about online, right, is there there is this critique that I didn't find myself, per se. Not to lead your answer if you did. But there's a lot of this, there's no story. There's no story. That's a critique I keep I, reading. I, keep I thought the amount of narrative they gave us without having to drown us in it was amazing. I didn't find that to be a problem in the film at all. What did you think about the the kind of setup to uh, Bryn's world and story, and and how that continued to keep you grounded uh, as the the alien invasion incurred? I just didn't really understand. I was sort of like, no story. Like, since when? Yeah. I mean, like, the story is very clear. It's like a girl grieving her mother, grieving her best friend. Mm-hmm. She's no one no one left Mm -hmm. and then aliens come in and she has to save herself because no one's going to save her because she literally like uh made enemies out of everyone in her life Mm -hmm. basically i was like that's a very clear story from beginning to end 
I don't know. Yeah, and a lot of people have kind of weaponized the it's kind of become a joke almost that the A24 model is to take mm-hmm. inner trauma and, you know, personal demons and just make them a monster. I thought what was nice about this one is is there's a real kind of like fleshy real world component. I think those yeah. movies get in trouble when at the end of the movie you're sitting there questioning so was that monster real or was this all in the head? This one's not that at all. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, yeah. maybe the very end. We'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, th- I think the journey of, because the way I thought about it, it's like you don't hear people say that there's no story in Jaws when they're just on the boat and the shark's coming for them. The, yeah. the story is, I've got to survive. Right? That that's, that's the that's story. That's a clear story we see. Like, that's been a story since, like, for, for almost any horror film we see. Like, even Halloween, where, like, even if the story is simple, doesn't mean there's no story there. I don't know. Yeah. I wonder if that's and honestly, a I think more movies get tripped up by trying to so overly complicate. Yeah. There is a real beauty in just telling a simple and, and to your point, this movie has some just dramatically impactful moments. I mean, there's so much that left me like physically shaking, you know, yeah. like out of fear. And I just I don't know. I wonder if that's a critique about the lack of dialogue if people are just so not used to that that they think that there needs to yeah. be dialogue in order for there to be a story or maybe it's because they're you know they were watching it on streaming and they weren't paying super close attention and they didn't get a lot of that exposition of you know like the gravestone and like yeah. the friend photos and the police officer's name and stuff like mm-hmm. that those kind of reveals felt so ge- genius to me and like such a i don't know like it's exactly what they teach in film school for sure but i thought it was you know a great way to sort of utilize that silence. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. Right. Cause I, I mean, there's some kind of on the nose metaphor stuff at the start, right? Like her creating her ideal miniature town. Mm-hmm. I was like, I get it, but like I build miniatures too. I think it's just a yeah. nice, peaceful, relaxing hobby. <laughs> so I was like, Hey man, let's not throw stones uh, from our own little <laughs> fantasy houses over here. But you know, it, it's a nice, like she, you know, that's a place she wants to be right. This version of her town, yeah. Where she has some control. Um, her practicing her smiling in the mirror while she's getting out of the shower. Is that a very kind of, you know, first film student film <laughs> motif ever? Like there's a couple of things that yeah. film students love and it's that. Um, it's dramatic fantasy suicides. Like I did one of those, right? Oh, where we yeah. played chess and the loser died. Um, dripping faucets. Film students love fucking <laughs> dripping faucets. So cinematic. It's just we all have the same inspirations. We don't have to pretend that we're better than them. Yeah. But I thought it was really effective. And honestly, I, I think that segment where she goes into town, right, and she's just got a mail. And watching her try to, like, quickly throw the mail in as people are giving her side eye. Yeah. Watching her go to her mother's tombstone and trying to hide, you know, so she's grieving that, but then also trying to hide as she goes back. I mean, that's a tense kind of real-world scary moment. Yeah. Right. Like it reminded me of the best moments of like the 70s body body snatchers with Donald Sutherland. I I thought that was because it it makes her an alien in her own community. Yeah. Yes. The metaphors aren't aren't hidden. They're also not beating you over the head like a sledgehammer. I thought it was really. And they don't need to be hidden. Yeah. I think like again, like this is very clearly gateway horror. Like it's not supposed to be. I don't think it needs to be. I don't know. I. I don't think the metaphors need to be as hidden as people think. And I think, right. I don't know, like, it's just. <laughs> I think American audiences, we lie to ourselves a lot. Because <laughs> yeah. we, we hate European movies en masse. We're like, what's that artsy bullshit? But then we're also like, 
You know I mean, what? Like, I kind of knew exactly <laughs> what this movie was doing a little too yeah. much. Like, guys, we have to pick a side that we're on. <laughs> do we it's want all like, the answers or do we want none of the answers? Yeah, literally. <laughs> I do think one thing that this movie did that I didn't love, but I thought it was mm. interesting, was showing the aliens so quickly. I think that's like obviously that's like number one thing they teach about horror is like don't show your monster don't show the monster but I think the aliens were really fascinating I loved all the different ones but like the second we saw that alien's face is like okay now I'm way less scared you know it's very cartoonish yeah right because the rest of the movie like I love that (laughs) it's great right that the long like slender man fingers that if I had an issue with the movie right I think there's kind of two issues with the movie that Kept it from me from being, because the ride of the movie, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know that I've seen a horror movie this year that had a better ride. Yeah. Right? Like, totally. I loved Cabin at the Woods with Dave Batista, mm-hmm. and then you're like, it just crashes so horrifically in the last yeah. scene that you're like, ooh, okay. don't like that. Right? <laughs> yeah. And this one had such a brilliant ride. I think the aliens, I love the, the kind of laying out of what they are. I yeah. think- you do see a lot of this kind of like the, the moment when the big one gets caught in the car and yeah. she blows the car up and then it's just kind of like, mm-hmm. it looks underwhelming at times. The other thing is I have no fucking idea what the aliens game plan is or what they're doing. Cause I was like, I is this an invasion? She, like, is this curiosity? Cause this is the thing when yeah. they catch her, the infamous page that burned the internet of a blaze, right? She can't move. She can't move as they like then bold certain things when she's glued to the ceiling in red. You're like, why didn't you do that before you let her murder three or four of your alien brethren? Right. (laughs) So I don't understand what the aliens like final game plan is per se. That's something we can kind of address again at the end. But I I was like, those critiques to me were not even the stuff I was reading online. Like to me, that's a pretty small because you could say that about signs, too. One yeah. of the movies I would argue is one of the other best alien invasion movies mm-hmm. ever. Like, what's their fucking plan? Right? I mean, this <laughs> like, one. Why are they very... in this guy's house? Why aren't they blowing <laughs> him up from space? Independence one... Day style. <laughs> yeah, literally. This one at first I sort of was like, okay, it's an alien invasion. We don't know why. And then it became pretty clear that it was going to be a body snatcher invasion. They were trying to take over yes. the world. But... I thought those scenes were awesome. Oh, my that God. Bus, that was so. The bus really got me. That was crazy. Well, because that was when she. She was like one of the only times a character has made a smart decision, right? And actually mm-hmm. left their house. Yeah, she's like, I'm getting my Unabomber outfit on and I'm getting the fuck out of here. I know. I was like, I was like, thankfully, someone yeah. finally knows what they're doing. No. And it I I thought that was also a brilliant tool because again, like, she really is alienated for sure. But um, yeah, those those body snatcher, like worm things, those are crazy. Um, mm-hmm. so nasty. And so but I didn't understand, I also didn't understand, like, that first night when she kills the alien, and then she's just sitting there, like, mm-hmm. and it and the bug, like, crawled out of its mouth or whatever. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand why it didn't try to come and get her, you know? I think there's she... an element of when it knows that she can attack and fight mm-hmm. back. That's true. That it's, it's not this powerful, it's not, because we see in Aliens, right, that the facehuggers yeah. are pretty effective predators on their own. I think these little kind of pineaptic things, whatever the hell yeah. they are. Yeah, they're not as powerful. And then eventually they can kind of grow and become other versions. So I think their their attack protocols are a little different. Mm-hmm. 
But I just I like that scene in general, man. When when he whips her around and gets stuck in the head, and then she's just sitting there oh. looking at an alien. It's I was so like, this good. moment is so fucking good, and I'm yeah. so ready for this movie. The neighbors all in unison like look from the sky and roll their heads yes. over to look at her as the clouds are rolling in, and she's like, I got a home alone in my house. I was like, <laughs> this is exactly the movie I yes. did not know I needed. Yeah, totally. There's a part I- of me that wish it had kept on that path a little more. I agree. But I think one of the incredible things, I mean, I do think it's it's something a lot of us screenwriters do. We lean on dialogue way too heavily. Mm-hmm. And this one to just, it's it, like I was even just sitting there. I was like, is this like a 45-page script? Like just ripping all yeah. the guts out of that. It's, it's incredible how engaging it remains uh, throughout. Oh, it's crazy. Um, yeah, I remember like the first 15 minutes, I was like, she hasn't said a single word yet. Is that what yeah. she's going to do? You're like checking the um, sound bar. You're like, what is going yeah. on? <laughs> literally, literally. Um, but yeah, this really did. Like, as I was watching this, I was like, why hasn't this been made sooner? Like, it felt so, like, such a perfect. All exactly of us that are I chasing wanted. that indie whore yeah. dream. <laughs> this seems exactly like, like what we've been looking for. <laughs> I was like, this is embarrassing. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, granted, they have some production stuff that is higher yeah. level, but you're like, just the idea of something so compelling and so quiet, so simplistic. Yeah. For I mean, the you take the aliens out. This is a pretty simplistic. It almost reminded me of, uh, I think Sam Raimi's The Craft. Or not The oh. Craft, uh, The Gift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, where Kate uh, Blanchett, I think, is like, she's a psychic, and people just come to her like, hey, can you help me film crimes? And everyone else is like, she's evil. And it's like, you know. <laughs> I'm not really a part of anything in this town. I don't know why I'm doing yeah. it. And that's kind of the vibe. Um, and again, I think the other thing that a lot of us are lacking is someone who can deliver such a just unbelievable, like atomic level performance as Caitlin yeah. Dever. Oh, my God. I mean, this one, I, I know there's no world where this gets nominated for an Oscar. But, but this it, is the kind yeah. of movie you should have work for like the next 10. You should be book solid for 10 years off a of performance. Like I mean, this. she, she, she did everything she could. Like rent was due. Like <laughs> she, I just want to know, like, I bet you she opened up that script, saw that there was one line and she was like, I know yeah. exactly what I'm doing with this. She saw the <laughs> first cut of this and she told her roommate, go ahead and move out. <laughs> Like, it's time. <laughs> no longer am I subleasing. She's like, I'm firing my agent. Get me CAA on the phone. Yeah, like, exactly. I mean, it's it is incredible. And we throw she, we throw this phrase around a lot, right? Breakout performances and that. She's the whole fucking movie. Yeah. She's she, the whole. It movie. wouldn't work at all without her. It and I would argue the aliens actually, oftentimes, kind of detract as much as they help. Yeah. So it really is on her. It's not like she's getting bailed out by this unbelievable creature we can't wait to see again. Mm-hmm. She's the whole fucking show. Yeah. Every single scene is just on the back of of what she's bringing. It it really is one of the most remarkable. It kind of reminded me the first time I saw um uh uh, uh Mia Goth in like X and Pearl. Yeah. And you're like, oh, she's like gonna be one of those next people. Like she's taking the step. And we had seen her before. But you just saw, like, this other thing. She's right? never, like, even in Booksmart, she was incredible in Booksmart. But, like, I don't think she's ever really, because I've been a fan since since Last Man Standing. I've yeah. been watching her since I was a kid. <laughs> um, she, I just feel like she's never really gotten that chance to really carry 
a film like this on her own and i mean every ounce of what of story is explained through her facial expressions Mm -hmm. besides that one line we have at the end really so it's like if she couldn't like she's the entire story she's the whole movie the terror of facing that as an actor that young and just exceeding what would be expected of you i i thought that was like the real takeaway of the movie that's like Um, they should also teach this in acting school like oh my god no shit right um that's one of those moments as an actor because i used to act a little bit poorly obviously um based on where (laughs) i am in my life but it's one of those you you so have to trust the director too to put you in the right moments so that you can sell what you're doing and and the blend that these two found um that's why i i'm just baffled by the backlash to the movie i think it's one of those i think you're a little meaner to movies that you you love because you see how much yeah. more they could achieve, right? When I watch, I think they're also meaner to horror. They're everyone's meaner to really horror fucking mean to horror. Yeah. That's also true. But like, I'm trying to think of a great example, right? Like a movie like uh, Sharkula. Yeah, it's hard to really be hypercritical because you're like, what's the <laughs> highest ceiling of Sharkula, right? Well, like, what are you trying to say about Sharkula right now? Because first off, I own it cinema. on DVD. No. <laughs> <laughs> I am single-handedly keeping the evil shark genre alive. Um, no, that's me. Okay, we're together. We are yeah. saving. <laughs> we're saving the sharks, like her ghost mom and best friend. We've come back to save <laughs> the shark genre, but it's just you know it is what it is. There, there's not a lot of expectation that's unmet, mm-hmm. and I think in this one, I think even people who are hating on this movie, because I was telling you, it's funny on my letterbox, it's like five stars or one star. Yeah. And there's almost no one in the middle. And it's the one star. It's just I don't understand the backlash. I think at some level those people would have to at least admit they they felt the rush. They see yeah. the craft. Right? And you're like, if you see that stuff, it's not a one. It's yeah, not like, a one. <laughs> if anything, like, you can at least appreciate just the filmmate, Like, the filmmaking yes. of it is so – and the acting. Like, the production is so good. Oh man! And yeah, even if on you hate level. the story, you can recognize that's at least five stars right there out of ten. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't it's know. it's hard, right? Because I, I get, I I personally kind of love the her and Maude story, right? That's another thing that people are yeah. kind of upset about. Um, I think people wanted exact answers as to why her mom's not around, mm-hmm. what happened to Maude earlier, but I think it's really rewarding when they pay it off at the end. I think um, that was sort of the whole point, right? Exactly. Like, when I saw that, I was like, yeah, that's exactly where it needs to be. Yeah, and I never felt like I wasn't watching the movie. And the the question becomes, right, is not telling us more shackling the, the momentum of the film. Yeah. I don't well, know where you would find that moment in the film. where Because, like, the scene, right, when she's she sees the flipped over mail truck, she's had this horrifying night in her own home. No electric. She's riding a bike. She's like, against all of the fear and trepidation I have is someone who's done something horrific, right? That's all we know at the time. Actually, we don't even know that. We just know that she's yeah. ostracized and she misses her friend and mom. I have to go to the police and let them know what's happening. The weight of that moment, right? Does it ruin that moment in any way, shape, or form that we don't know why that mom spits on her? No. We saw our Dodger once, and we see them face to face. It's better that we don't know that, too. I because if, think so, too. If we had started out 
the movie knowing what she did to Maude, we wouldn't have felt for her the same way. And I don't think I would have been able oh, to see myself yeah. in her. And and not knowing that until the end, I think, makes it 100 times better. Because revealing that too early, it's like, okay, well, then why did I watch this whole thing? Yeah, there there is an interesting moment that I, I think some viewers will struggle with, right? Is at the end when you find out what she did, there's going to be a big portion of the audience that can no longer, like, care if she makes it or not by the end. Yeah. There are people that will judge. I mean, I think you can say she's a revved up young person and she makes a horrific mistake, right? Some yeah. people would say that's just murder. She just murdered someone. Where It's hard to get into the head of that girl and say, yeah, I think she intentionally meant to kill her friend. Yeah. Right. We yeah. like me and my friends when we were little. Right. We would just go outside. Our parents just made us stay out till the sun came down, and we would just go in fields and we would just play throw rocks at each other. <laughs> right. And then you'd get hit with one and be like, "That's too big, little one." Right. But like eventually yeah. you'd get hit five times and you'd pick up a no, bigger yeah. one to get revenge. That could have been any of us. So, yeah. but there is a portion of the audience we're kind of a very punitive people, right? <laughs> that we would not <laughs> forgive enough to care about her journey. Yeah. And she looks very young and innocent that I think, I think to your point, that's an important part of the ride. Yeah. Right? And Is that we don't, we want to protect her from that mom who's spitting on her. Yeah. And if you Meanwhile, overly if you explain know, it, then maybe have... you want to spit on her too. Yeah. And then like <laughs> the whole time, if we had known what she'd done and why the town hated her, mm-hmm. I don't think it would have been as scary because we wouldn't have felt bad for her that the town, of course they hate her. She's a murderer. And I think also, like, towards the end, then you really get to see, okay, I see how she's fought so hard against these aliens, because, like, clearly she's a fighter. Like, clearly. Yeah. And clearly how her own neighbors have become, her. like, avatars for these aliens. Like, she's been living yeah. this for a long time. Yeah, literally. So, one thing that bothered me, because it just sort of, like, came up and then, like, I didn't really under Maybe I missed it. It, like, just didn't come up again, was, like, did the aliens make a copy of her and then or like what was going on there? That's what I'd yes. like to talk about. <laughs> so that was a bizarre moment. That's that amazing scene when he like flicks her like Doctor Strange and busts her yeah. through the wall, she, which I thought was fucking hilarious. I was dying laughing. I was like, I don't think I'm supposed to laugh here, but it was just such a shockingly yeah. violent moment in the middle of this because he's like in the room where she's hung up all the like dear mod yeah. letters. And oh, I was like, oh, God. this is pretty cool. And then he flicks. And she's like, ah! and I just, I, I couldn't help it. I just was laughing yeah. my ass off. And then she goes in the room and the red light catches her and it's kind of sending her up and down. And he's in her face. The thing goes in, right? So she is walking through these kind of memory holes, right? This is mm-hmm. where we start to see all this shit that's kind of gone on. Yeah. Or no, that's not right. That's the part where no. she sees Maude blurry for a second in that awesome scene where she reaches in her own mouth and rips it out, right? That was crazy. That so cool. changed my life, that scene. Because body snatchers, like, have been my biggest fear since I was, like, a kid. And oh, seeing man. her do that was so empowering. It's something as you get older, you're like, I'd rather face every horror movie monster than look at the people in my life and say, this is what's happening. And they look at me like I'm a fucking insane yeah. person. Yeah. Like, that becomes, I think, the scariest shit ever when you, you know, kind of get older and older. It's just people not sharing reality with you well and, and how scarier that it that could happen be. to you it could like, happen to all of us yeah it could happen to all of us right like i was just my my friend is just telling me a story this guy like an australian youtuber or whatever the fuck now tiktok whatever 
he ate a slug as a as a bet, and it had a brain eating parasite in it. So he's slowly been losing himself as this brain eating parasite is destroying his oh my god his brain. And I was like, it can happen that fucking fast. You could fall and hit your head on something. No, that's um. There's a Who bunch knows? of brain eating parasites in like on the East Coast right now in a lot of our water. Not like drinking oh, water, man. but like swimming water. And I Earth just saw... feels like it's coming for us in a big way the past no, couple I years. I know. I just saw a kid who was like dead in like three days from it. It was so yeah. scary. Um, oh, man. it's Yeah, that's the worst It ever. can happen like... so fast. And it's so scary to just, especially we talk a lot now about like, you know, personhood and your own body and this and that. Just imagine it's like I'm not a part of reality anymore. I'm the only sane one that knows the truth. So either it's me or them. And you never fully know. Yeah. Right. That's that's fucking terrifying. But yeah, when she pulls that thing out and I this is another thing I love in this movie. I love how the aliens use different color lights for things and different yeah. sounds that go with it. So good. But they <laughs> hit that that pineapple with a yellow light that then makes it grow and expand. And then the tentacles kind of look like it's going in her mouth, but it's not her. Yeah. And then she gets stabbed and then she slices its throat with a box cutter and holds herself. So I think the pineapple things can also become a copy of you if you expel them from your body. Like, it's got her DNA now. I just figured, like, we would have seen more of that or, like, something it along. Think, like, you feel like that like, would matter? I was like, that feels like, like These aliens are not good at their job. These aliens are just base oh, yeah. level. I was like, why would you let her out before the job is done? How can she just pull that thing out? Doesn't it have, like hooks or tendrils <laughs> that was so real though because i was like think about if we were doing that to another planet like we would all be really dumb <laughs> like yeah i don't know i feel like we'd be way meaner mm, it's like we're not copying yeah. you we're eradicating <laughs> like, yeah yeah yeah. we know one true. thing is human beings and that is to fucking destroy um <laughs> it did feel like the aliens were so bad at their job yeah but i can't say that because I, I, I have no that, idea though. what their job is that's true because are they taking us over like body snatchers? Are they just watching us? I don't know. Um, they seem know. to be really interested in her memories and her yeah. photos. Yeah. Right? I think I remember. They're really that. into because there's that great scene when she because right after that she gets caught and, and brought up into the ship. Mm -hmm. And they do like the all three of them touch her head at once. Yeah. And there's almost this thing where the, the aliens because they don't attack her really aggressively often. Right. There yeah. are some uh, some of them that are, are more in attack mode, but a lot of them do these shots where they just kind of sit and watch her moving mm -hmm. around. And in that moment, it's it's kind of the first time that anyone has tried to see what she went through through her own yeah. eyes. And I, I thought that added a level to maybe to your point, maybe we're just too small minded to know what their goal is. Right. Like, clearly, they have something they're interested in. Um, And even if we don't know what I thought that was just a. a I thought that scene was so rewarding. It makes you feel for them a little bit, you know? Yeah. And you, yeah. you're not you're like, okay, maybe they're not fully evil. We just don't know. Yeah, they just look at us and they're like, Well, this planet seems like a fucking mess. How did <laughs> this all happen? Right? <laughs> and so imagine you're the one person that the aliens take and they're like, through their own fucked up they're head. Like, <laughs> I will learn the no, human. Oh, never mind. Yeah. And they're like, Wow, we got a live one here. She's got a lot of bag. <laughs> I loved at the end how they were like, we're not going to kill this one. <laughs> they were like, it, is, it is a thing. I've seen a lot of people online really rallying behind the like, I love the idea that someone else is going to be like, 
you know what? Your life is kind of pitiful. I'm just <laughs> going to be your friend. Does suck. Like... And I was like, I think a lot of us saw that and we're like, that's so nice. Like, I so wish that was an option. Um, so that would be like if if you woke up in like a saw trap and then you like explained everything that, yeah. about your life to John Kramer and he was like, you know what? Never yeah. mind. Man. Jigsaw like, was like, you've been forsaking life. And it's like, well, dude, here was Monday. And he goes, dear God, here's the, I'm just kidding. Here's the key. You don't even have <laughs> like, to work for me no anymore. Way I can torture you. <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to let cancer take me. This is too sad. I'm no longer a jigsaw killer. <laughs> like Literally. I choked jigsaw to death. Um, it is because there's that moment where we get the moment in red where, and it's so good, right? She's kind of playing with her mom. She runs outside. The cop dad is crying on his knees. She runs in the wood and her friend pushes her down and you see the rock. She's reaching for the rock as if she can change time. Bam. And just freezes in that moment. We just freeze and we sit there and watch with her watching this one moment that, I mean, we all have moments like that. Hopefully not yeah. to this extent. You're like, if I could fucking change mm-hmm. that one thing, how would it all work? And I thought the movie really pressed that in an emotionally satisfying way without yeah. without being cruel, without being reductive. I just, I felt, I guess that's just, I just felt. I just felt on mass no, in real. that moment. Yeah. <laughs> No, I think that the way that this movie is able to elicit emotion, too, is, like, really incredible. Um, I feel like, again, all of it is, like, Caitlin Dever just deserves so much praise. Yeah. But it's really that scene was so heartbreaking to watch. Because the whole time you're like, what did she do? Mm-hmm. And once you finally figure it out, it's like, especially, like, that guilt. Thinking about her living with that guilt alone for that long. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so sad. It's so scary. Yeah, because I was getting a little nervous that they were going to do like the uh, the Netflix Texas Chainsaw, which we talked about earlier this month as part of the marathon where it's just like school shooter. Right. It was going to be something yeah. like so fucking wild. Something where you're like, I can't feel bad for you. Yeah. You're like, this like, just, this is not yeah. what we're. But it, it was it was a pretty related. I mean, we've all been in lost our emotion and hit or pushed another kid or whatever. Yeah. Right. And it's you do start thinking about how young she was, right? That tombstone, her best friend died when she no, was 12, she which meant she was probably 12 too. Yeah. Right? Like, imagine any 12-year-old you've ever met and saying, I'm going to keep everything you do this year is going to be something I hold you to for the rest <laughs> of your fucking life. Yeah. Imagine yourself as a 12-year-old and how fucking terrifying a proposition that would be. Um, And I thought, I would love to hear what you were thinking as you were watching when she writes her first Dear Maud letter. And there's a moment where we're after the crime. As an audience, we've had to accept what she did. Yeah. And we're watching her watch herself after that moment. The light changes from red to blue. And she kind of reaches for herself as she's writing that first letter. What did you make of this? What were, what were you experiencing as this scene was happening? Oh, it was so sad. I mean, I personally felt like it really was clear that she didn't do it on purpose. You know, that yeah, she was sort absolutely. of just caught up in the heat of the moment, whatever, whatever. And that she has to, like, not only not only did she, does she have to live with that guilt, but she lost, like, her best friend. Mm-hmm. And even though she did it, it's I'm sure it's very, you know, it takes a huge toll on someone so young, especially. Yeah. Um, so I sort of assumed it was probably something she learned in, like, some kind of therapy or something where they were like, just write her a letter. You know, it was yeah. so sad. Cause it felt sad. It, it didn't feel like she was still doing any work 
to get no. through it. Like that that ship had sailed and she's just going yeah. to kind of hope it blows over in a sad way. And and there is this thing that when the movie ends and you, you know, take a walk afterward to think about this, is another great thing that would have been perfect for the theater. Yeah. I love movies like this. And then you tell your friends like, we're going to get a beer and we're going to hash it all out right now while it's open. <laughs> and we have no idea what we all have solidified. And think. yeah, let's just talk about it. Um, Cause there is this moment where you start imagining what her life has been like. I know. Cause well, that's it. I don't know how old she's supposed to be in this movie. I'm guessing young. So within 10 years, I think she said at the start, it's been 10 years since it happened. Yeah. So like 22 and think about and like, her, what was school like? Did she get to go to school? Did she go to I know. Uh, prison? Did she lose her mom while she was away? Yeah. I mean, there's just, there's so much extra it kind of is working there, but you don't have to stop the whole fucking movie to. You don't have to know it either. It. Yeah. Yeah. And there's this thing of watching her reach across the table and put her hand on her younger self. Um, It's it's kind of this just brilliant visualization yeah. of how very seldomly we see ourselves as people that are worthy of forgiveness, forgiveness and, or yeah. a second chance. I mean, I don't know about you. I know this is true for me. My wife always, because my wife's like a super well-adjusted, happy person. <laughs> um, and she's just like, I don't know how you can tolerate being so cruel to yourself all the time. It's And hard. I was like, it's... I think you're the weird one first off, not me. I think <laughs> most people are like me. Where yeah. We're so fucking horrible to ourselves at all It's time. really hard to be nice to yourself and to yeah. give yourself grace. Yeah. So... But That's a great that word like for it. The... Just to show grace to yourself for yeah. being a person. Yeah. Right. It's and but that's like a mm. big thing you learn in therapy is like you just have to sometimes look at yourself as a human being. Like Yeah. Well, it's like imagine the stuff that you've done and then like if that was your wife or your brother or your mom, yeah. like, would you say the shit to them you say about yourself in your own head? Or would you be like, that's a perfectly logical thing? Oh no, you slipped on your diet and ate three pieces of well, just get three whole <laughs> large pizzas. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, would you really be that mean to them or would you no, just be like, hey, they're yeah. having fun on Saturday. But when it's yeah, you. But... And so I thought mm -hmm. that moment and I think that's the great takeaway is, is you can say. Yeah. Plot wise, maybe this movie's missing here and there. I think that the, the emotional journey and I think that moment to me and I would imagine a lot of audience just seeing someone forgive themselves of something that is a much more horrific thing. It kind of was cathartic and emotional to me because you're like, well, then I can definitely fucking yeah. be nicer to myself. Um, I I thought that. And even when after that, they send her back to the ground and she's not falling. She's she's in a controlled weight environment. She's yeah. reaching back up because she's almost saying to the aliens, like, I want to be in a place where I can help my old self or forgive yeah. my last self or tell myself, hey, man. Start that process 10 years ago, eight years ago. I I just think this movie is so emotionally well penned. Yeah. And I think that's also mm. such an important thing, like, for the film to tell us. And I think it's something we're seeing a lot more, like, healing, healing, especially, like, generational trauma, but healing, like, any kind of traumas within yourself and actually just, like, taking the time to really think about yourself and your experiences i think that's like a, a very common trend we're seeing in film but it's not always done very well and this i think it's perfect yeah i think i think a lot of time the kind of 
self-work and mental health card. I mean, even saying it like that, that's kind of my old person vernacular. But when you pull it as a card where it's like now you're doing it as a crutch and Mm -hmm. you're just kind of doing it for points with an audience or a marketing device. Yeah. And you're not doing because that's something else in therapy is one of the hardest parts about therapy is just ripping that open and being like, now I have to redeal with all this shit. Yeah. Right. Like therapy is not like someone tells you like a a fortune cookie and you're like, great, (laughs) I feel much better. Exactly. There's a lot of digging. And you got to get really fucking dirty for a long time sometimes. Um, and so I think this movie, it just, it feels so steady all the time. Yeah. I don't ever feel cheated. I don't feel condescended to, right? Like, they're not trying to do anything for a cheap effect. It's just this really tight, effective story. Because I know, I again, I know a lot of people kind of bitch about the, you know, trauma whore, right? The metaphorical hmm. trauma whore. I would show them this one and be like, tell me how this doesn't work. Yeah. Tell me how this doesn't work. Exactly. Well, like, I think it's because it's just genuine. Like, I think Brian so Duffield genuine. really knew what he was writing about and and knew what he was doing. Yeah. And to your point, the, the scares are still good. The visuals are good. The aliens yeah. are well thought out, even if we don't understand what they're doing. Watching their bodies change, watching the different stuff. Yeah. Like, it's all very fascinating. We have to... Talk about it, though. The <laughs> ending is really pissing people off. Yeah. I don't know that I don't know that I can say I don't understand why they're mad. Yeah, no, I totally I don't understand. know that I can say that I like the ending of this movie at all for how much I love the rest of it. Yeah, I would love to hear your your theory on what is happening. And how you <laughs> feel about it. <laughs> I think. My the whole movie, I was just very, very anxious. And the whole time, I think I tweeted this as I was watching it, but I was like, How is she gonna make it out of this? Like, in what world feels like a movie that's driving for a bad cliff, right? (laughs) And then just to see her be happy at the end, I was like, You know what? I don't care. Good for her. Yeah, good for her. If she's happy, I'm happy. Like, yeah, you know what? That's all I felt. That's why I appreciate you as a soul, because I kind of <laughs> thought that, like I said, I don't give a fuck if she's dancing with the ghost of her friend and a guy that she's never really met, like a fantasy guy. Like I, yeah. And the aliens in the sky was like, I was just kind of happy. Like, I, I was just kind of happy for her. I think what you'd say is happening is that she, the aliens, I think Brian Duffield might have even said this. So I might, this might not be my own thought. But to me, it just recognized as a moment of you have to let go of that old self. And I think that was her yeah. killing herself, too, is that you have to just fucking let to that be happy. Out. Yeah, right. They're, they're, He's allowed to be happy. I think the metaphor clashes with itself a bit, if I'm being yeah. honest, right? The no one will save you metaphor but then the aliens literally have given you a paradise that you have not earned. Kind of feels like it crashes because, again, it's one of those. Maybe is she this... did earn it, though. Maybe she. I mean, she, maybe did. she did. She probably earned uh, their respect. Right. Yeah. She earned their sympathies. Um, she taught them what it was like to be a mixed up bag of flesh <laughs> that we are. Um, but there is this. Is this a world where they're all body snatched? Because she doesn't seem body snatched. 
So is she dancing no, in the burning wreckage of our society? Because, yeah. you know, fuck them. They weren't nice to her. That's, that's kind of how I, was, I saw it. I was sort of like, you know what? Like, that's kind of the best the best position to be in, I guess, if this, if this is going to happen to you. You know? Yeah. And she wasn't happy when everyone yeah. wasn't body snatched. So... <laughs> You know, it's weird. good for her. That's I don't want to put say. too fine a nose on it, but it felt like a lot of the letterboxed accounts I saw bitching about this ending were pretty fucking in love with the Joker, which kind of has <laughs> the same ending. So, like, maybe fucking miss me. Right? Yeah. Like, not to fucking point out certain people. But I was like, if you really liked one a lot and thought it spoke to you, and then you really hated the other one when they're the exact same. Yeah. Maybe that's a you problem, man. Maybe that's what this movie's saying is if maybe people don't everyone treats happy. you like you're not a human. Maybe who cares when the aliens come? I don't know. Again, I yeah. don't I don't think it's a I don't think it is a strong ending for how great the rest of the movie was. I don't know what would be though because I think it's that's a, it's exactly it's an right. ending that's strong enough because it's so disturbing. Yeah. But at the do same you time, want to see her like, crawl back to her house all bloody and sad and miserable? Well, what's she going to do? I mean, yeah. like, it's sort of one of those things where, like, okay, but what's going to happen then? There's going to be no food eventually yeah. for her. Like, she's going to starve. Like, so. Oh, yeah. She She's not going to survive without society. Do we so, want to like, see her blow up all the aliens that seemingly were, like, not terrible to her at the end of the movie? Like, I mean, she's not going to do that. She's not going to be able yeah, to do that. I, like, we, she can fight, but I, she's not going to be able to kill them all. It's almost just a nice, like, kind of moment for us to, like, for us in the movie and the character to just kind of arm in arm smile yeah. at the journey we just did. Literally. And I was like, I, I get it. I, I see it on this, like, you know, we need closure. We need. I was like, that was right, closure, though. I yeah. don't know. I felt like it was closure. I mean, it was closure for our species. It was closure for her. <laughs> exactly. And so it's just like, I, I, I don't know. I find myself in this weird moment where i fucking love this movie yeah but i fully understand why some people don't but i also think the loudest criticisms are kind of the dumbest yeah right so like i'm in this weird limbo like the i'm like the mailman who gets understand. sparta kicked into the beam and i'm half in half out <laughs> and i'm like why did this happen to me i was just a really nice mailman <laughs> i never hurt anyone except for packages <laughs> literally Oh, my God. That's how you know he's the villain of the movie. He yeah. seemed nice, but if you saw someone do that to your packages, unacceptable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so kind, kind of final thoughts. As you, as you were experiencing this movie, what, what were kind of your final takeaways? How would you pitch this to someone who's hearing how Ooh. wild the reactions are? I would say, honestly, just to watch it for Caitlin Dever. I mean. Oh, for sure. Just watch it for her. And also, like. It's a movie. It's not real. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay if the ending isn't isn't what you thought it was going to be. It's not real. It didn't actually happen. It's a movie. It's a movie. <laughs> like, that's yeah. when everyone was like, "I don't like this ending." I was like, "I think it's fun. I think it shakes it up. I, I think fun. it was unexpected, and it's a movie. So who cares if everybody's dead? It's a movie." I <laughs> fucking love that. I'm gonna start saying that it's a movie all the time. <laughs> It's, it is, just it's, like, also it's really not, not that, that serious. Like, it's not hyper-realistic. Yeah. This is not, not the uh, invisible hand theory of cinema. <laughs> They're letting you know at every turn this is a ride. Yeah. And to me, I think what is brilliant about this movie, because the, the number one sin of movies, I've always said, 
is if you can tell the people making the movie had no fucking passion for what was happening. Yeah. Even if it's really well done, if it's just like a paycheck movie for everyone and you don't feel any passion, then who fucking cares? That's not this movie. It made me feel a lot. I felt a lot of mixed emotions. I was very emotionally engaged, which it feels early on like a movie that's going to drop that uh, for the kind of running faster through the woods stuff. And so to me, it's it kind of just does all the shit I love about movies really well. Yeah. And it's also like, I think it just knows what it is. Yeah. I think the film knows exactly what it is and leans into it. And I think that's usually a sign of a good movie is when it's not trying to be anything else. Right. Well, I think this is one, too. I know everyone's sad it's not in theaters. My my silver lining kind of optimism, right, is let's say it went to theaters and it was so divisive people didn't Yeah. And it yeah. got the cobweb effect, right? Where cobweb made no money. That movie, it just gets kind of buried. Yeah. Even though it was a really good. It's, it it definitely would too if it had come yeah. out right now. And I think this is one of those people are going to find it. There's yeah. a low threshold to watching things on streaming if you're reading about it online all day. Mm-hmm. I think this is one people will keep coming back to for a long time. Yeah. I think I if that emotional agree. journey clicks with you. And there's a chance that Caitlin Dever goes on to be a fucking massive star. Oh, she will. I think this is one people people are going to want to take this right. That's right. You better fuck. Listen, Hollywood. I know you're back to work. So, <laughs> But yeah, I just I think people are going to always want to do this ride. And yeah. to me, that's the yeah. best you can hope for for a movie. Yeah. And I think like it's one of those movies that's going to be relevant. Like oh, 10, yeah. 20 years from now, you know, like it's not really yeah. set in its time. Well, it's kind of a weird, like, me and my friend were watching it, and we couldn't tell if it was a, a, a period piece or not. It's weird how she like, doesn't use her phone. It's kind of out of time, because I was like, is this, because we, we saw the old, like, our grandmas had the rotary phone, and we're like, oh, this is the 50s. And I was like, I yeah. think those cars were new. I was like, I think the people mocking her in the background of the cemetery had iPhones. Yeah. It's so, like, we couldn't even tell She's what time it was. She's just sort of set in the past. Yeah, well, that's what yeah. we're like. There are a lot of kind of like hipster communities that like like that kind of throwback stuff. Um, I don't even know if they're called hipsters anymore. Whatever the <laughs> phrase for that is, yeah. vintage folk. Um, <laughs> but I was like, it's not bound to a time. No, I think that's kind yeah. of genius, though. This isn't like when I was young and the movie Fear.com came out. <laughs> You're like, well, this is aging like milk. This yeah. is not great. <laughs> we're so fucking scared of the internet. Um <laughs> I, I I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was a great ride. I mean, to just turn this movie on in the morning with your coffee, you're still in your, your jammies or your underwear, and go on this ride, it was one of those movies moments to me where I was just like, we are so fucking lucky as cinema, cinema fans these days. I know there's a lot of talk about what's real cinema and this, and I was like, the fact that I just get that movie, yeah, and like I didn't even know it was coming, it just fucking showed up, and I got that movie, I've... I, felt very lucky myself i just think overall like it's just one of those movies you watch and you're like movies you know you're like film is an art and like i don't know it it's just there's so much passion put into it and and it's such beautiful work that i think even if you don't like the story you have to appreciate just how much effort went into that film oh for sure and i think a lot of us that are that are cinephiles are pursuing making movies we're all confronting this this new reality in front of us, right? The rise of AI, the yeah. decline of the studio system, and that kind of I'll go out and make my fortune and be famous, whatever. Um, there's so many options now. 
Yeah. Um, the the kind of technology's been democratized. So now it's not even just here, it's the whole fucking world. Um, you know, so there's this kind of scary like content versus cinema versus blockbuster versus whatever Marvel. Um, but I think what you see is that it's one of those moments when people are like, Why do you watch movies so much? Like you just don't share yeah. movies like we used to where everyone sees the same shit. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of your conversation now is, did you see this? Oh, I've never heard of it. What's that on? Yeah. Um, I think when you get this experience, it's a moment to like really re-solidify your soul for the fight ahead. Definitely. That's how I felt, at least. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much for making the time for us. Thank, thank you, you for, for bringing me. a great pick again. It was awesome to see you again. Yeah, it was great um, to see you too. One more time. Can you tell everyone uh, where to find you, uh, your stuff, especially uh, the new movie that you said is hitting festivals, right? Hopefully. We'll see. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let everyone know um, where to find stuff. Uh, we'll keep an eye out for the movie. All that good stuff. Yeah. Any any announcements will definitely be posted um, on my Instagram and my Twitter. Instagram is underscore Gory Corey underscore. Twitter is at Gory Corey Horror. And you can also fo- uh, follow my blog, GoryCorey.com. Any updates will also be posted there as well. <laughs> or if you just want to know my thoughts on, on movies. That's right. There. Which people who just heard this episode will for sure want to do. <laughs> uh, so find uh, Gory Corey online. Um, just a delight every time we talk. Thank you so Thank much you. for making the time. <laughs> All right, guys, you know the deal. Uh, we will be back tomorrow with another episode. 31 days, 31 pods. Because uh, we're, we're insane people. We're, we're fucking insane. That's crazy. It's a lot. But see, you do that you're yourself? helping carry the food. <laughs> Uh, I brought you into this like Frodo to Samwise. <laughs> I'm making other people help carry me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for your time. We'll see you tomorrow.